became a psychiatrist. And then I allowed myself to experience every psychiatric condition personally so I could understand it and obtain the keys to the consciousness for every single mental health condition. So called off my wedding in a manic episode, uh, four months of severe generalized anxiety where I could not even like walk outside and look anybody in the eye. And paranoid schizophrenia, they would have labeled me, all different types of things. And then I, I found, uh, you know, I was in LA and they were like, yo, if you don't quit this lifestyle, you're gonna die. Welcome to Going Within, the podcast where I, David Naylor, and our guests dive deep, sharing our transformative journeys with psychedelic therapy and other awakening experiences. Now, let's go within. Dr. Samuel Lee is a board-certified psychiatrist on a serious mission to help create a new global paradigm of mental health, one that is based on consciousness, energy, and truth rather than labels, diagnosis, and symptoms. In this lifetime, Samuel not only became a psychiatrist, but also allowed himself to experience most psychiatric diagnoses and symptoms. This actually is what led him deep personally on a journey, which included becoming a yoga teacher, breathwork instructor, plant medicine practitioner, and a kundalini facilitator. And I gotta tell you, from just interviewing Dr. Lee, he is one of the most tapped in, high frequency, high vibrational wisdom carriers I have ever met. And I am so excited for you to listen to this podcast. Welcome. Thank you, brother. How are you, man? Pretty good this morning. What you get into this morning? This morning, uh, I was resting. I, I slept. And in my sleep, I've been uh, getting work done in my sleep. So I've just kind of pay attention that early morning when you're like in theta waves. Um, so I spent some time there where the, the app store to the brain, uh, the iPhone, the app store is wide open. And so I just started implanting in subconscious uh, thoughts and beliefs and attitudes for today. And I thought about this meeting a little bit and I put in a positive uh, affirmation for that. Um, yeah, and that's how I got my day started. But I, I, I allowed myself to linger and linger and then I got up and then I did my prayers. Uh, I've, been, I've been having a baby, so you know, sleep deprivation is real. Yeah, but like today was like the first day I got to literally just sit just me and uh, pray. And uh, that was really cool. So that, that felt really good. Amazing. Uh, tell us about what it's like to be a, a father now. Three weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. These little kids, uh, star seeds, uh, whatever you want to call them, they're coming in hot like a fajita, man. They're coming in with their six-stranded DNA already online. And some people call them indigo children. So they're highly sensitive. They sense a wider range of frequency. Like uh, imagine third dimension, you can only sense this much frequency. They can, their six-stranded six DNA is already online. It means their soul is coming in online already. So, I mean, this little kid is sensing everything, very super sensitive. Um, but yeah, there's also, it's been very grounding, right? So like wiping butts and waking up and doing physical things. So I really appreciated that aspect of being grounded and my greatest teacher so far already. Um, teaching me patience, uh, teaching me how to, how to care for someone more than I care for myself. And, and then also like teaching me a lot about the f divine feminine man, like uh, uh, their moon cycles, uh, that bond between that mother and that son. Uh, man, like just, it's just been so uh, beautiful um, and uh, expanding to watch that develop. And like, oh shoot, like what can I do as a man to hold space for that? Um, and to, yeah, to, to nourish that. So it's been good. It, it feels like he chose me 
and it's what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of what kind of feeling does it activate inside you, knowing that you have a little boy and that you can think and tune into him anytime? Like, what does that activate inside of you? It activates my mission. Um, yeah, uh, it's weird. I feel like he chose me because he's going to continue and fulfill uh, what I start here on this planet uh, for my mission. Um, and so, yeah, it feels like uh, this little kid chose me for that reason, um, the creation of a new earth. Um, and so when I think about him, I always think about like, how can I nurture him and guide him? And, uh, you know, my favorite time in the morning is when I hold him in my, my arms and I pray with him because the songs you teach the kid when they're, they're, they're you know, their subconscious mind is wide open till seven, data brainwaves. I'm just like, they will remember these songs forever. Like Alzheimer's patients, they forget everything, but what they'll never forget is cellular memory of music. So that's my favorite part in the morning. I'm like praying with him. I'm doing eternal life techniques with him. And he's like looking up at me. He's like, he's feeling it. He's feeling the multidimensional vibe. So that's, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, um, that's been fun. Tell us, how did you, how did you come into this? Like, how did you get so tapped in to this type of ancient wisdom? and that has activated you fully on mission in this world. Uh, you know, you, you sent me that, that psychic reading. Yeah, like uh, every time I talk to a psychic, it's always fun for me because like they're, they're just validating things uh, that the stars and so for, you know, but like they always say like, dude, you're like, I usually can tell how many lifetimes someone has, but you're like off the charts. I, I don't even know. Um, and so like this has been preparing this, I feel like this lifetime I've been preparing for, for many, 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 many lifetimes, which is all happening now. Um, and so, yeah, in this particular lifetime, I chose to be born um, with a lot of religious programming, um, went to the depths of hell with shame and guilt, uh, had to unprogram all of that, became a psychiatrist, and then I allowed myself to experience every psychiatric condition personally so I could understand it and obtain the keys to the consciousness for every single mental health condition. So called off my wedding in a manic episode, uh, four months of severe generalized anxiety where I could not even like walk outside and look anybody in the eye. A paranoid schizophrenia, they would have labeled me, all different types of things. And then I, I found, uh, you know, I was in LA and they were like, yo, if you don't quit this lifestyle, you're going to die. And so I said, okay. And then um, something moved me to a yoga studio and I found consciousness. And, uh, you know, um, I went all in for the last 10 years, you know, a yoga teacher, breath work, trips to the Amazon, worked with all the plants, um, did Kundalini yoga. And at the culmination of all of this, because every time I would study like Tibetan Buddhism, things like this, there was a piece of truth in there where I was like, yo, I'm supposed to download this truth. But it was never like, yo, my soul, this is going to set my soul completely percent free from all of karma. And then I found this wisdom not too long ago, about two, three years ago, called what I like to call the eternal life wisdom, base 12 bioregenesis, the science of the 12-stranded DNA. And in this wisdom, it said that the fourth, fifth, and sixth-stranded DNA is your soul. The seventh, eighth, ninth-stranded DNA is a bandwidth of frequency known as the oversoul. Jeshua came from the Sananda oversoul. The 10th, 11th, 12th-stranded DNA is the avatar inner Christos, self. And then uh, I started realizing, oh, wow, okay. And then it was a little lot because it was blowing away all my paradigms and it was a specific science. It was not some woo-woo, it was a specific science. Angular rotation, the particle spin, shift 45 degrees to get into a new dimension. And it was going over all these things. And then it said that the language of our potential DNA is sound and light and symbols, which is sound and light dancing. 
And so eventually I got to a point where I was like, okay, this is either true or not true. Let me go ahead and practice these ancient chants before, you know, India, there was Egypt, before Gurumukhi Sanskrit, before Egypt, there was Atlantis, before Atlantis, there was Lemuria in some of the, you know, um, ceremonies I facilitate. Some people are literally awakening their Atlantis memory, uh, you know, Lemurian memory. So I'm getting validated through my, through my, uh, you know, uh, hologram that this is all true. And then, so before Lemuria, however, this wisdom goes into a very, 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 very specific history. And we're talking dates, we're talking of the 12 original celestial human tribes and the first language that ever came into this universe that the original Christos founders races spoke was Anuhazi, which is the first light language from which all languages came from. And so I started chanting this language because this wisdom says that the potential of our 12-stranded DNA in the Bible, the College Jacob's Ladder is still there, the morphogenetic field. Just like when a diabetic cuts off their leg, they can still feel pain because the morphogenetic field, the blueprint's still there. And so the blueprint for our 12-stranded DNA, although it's been messed with, scrambled, babble, all these different things, when you chant this language, sound and light and symbols, it slowly starts paving in, if you want to call it, the remembrance and the potential to activate our own inner Christos. Therefore, Jesus said, you shall do even greater things than me. So I, I started chanting these things. Uh, you know, I said, I'm going to give it a shot. And um, there was probably about two months into it where things started happening in my hologram where I could not deny what was happening. Everything this wisdom said was starting to happen. Uh, and I was starting to activate portions of me, my galactic memory, because every, every DNA strain that's accreted it's uh, you get you get if you want to say memory if starting with the fifth sixth dimension memory beyond time or space therefore some people are remembering their Atlantis galactic all this memory and so it, it just started everything started validating and you know I when I now I'm like yo I can stop searching because this for me personally um, is the science of source um, the science of how to activate your own inner Christ. When did this come in over time or was this all like, tell us a process of like, was it with a certain medicine? Because I'm, I have such resonance with what you're saying and I know, I just know in my cellular body, everything you're saying is true. Okay. Everyone has theories, but I feel this is true. And I know when I've sat with you and your protocol and the, the medicine has taken me to channel a language that is so ancient, but so familiar. I've seen planets where I've lived. It's just, you can't explain it. It sounds crazy to some, but it's a remembrance, right? So I've been on this path only for three and a half years, right? I was 20 years sober, similar, got diagnosed with all the things, the pharma, went through that paradigm. But like this activated me three and a half years ago and I have been all in, like you said, all in. You've been all in for 10 years. I got a few years to catch up. How did this all come in? Did it all come in all at once, just over time? I need to know how you got this information. Yeah, brother, I'll just say keep doing you because uh, I love people who are all in once they find the truth. Once you know, you cannot not know, right? Um, and there's that 10-year rule, right? If you spend 10,000 hours doing anything, you become, if you want to say, an expert in that field. Um, and so for me, the, the preparation was learning how to breathe yoga you know, crazy breath work. You would have seen this crazy Asian psychiatrist going down the streets of LA, just doing breath work all day because it would temporarily relieve, uh, you know, and then I started learning about pumping Kundalini two hours a day for a couple of years. 
uh, and all of these things. And then I started learning the vocabulary of, you know, spirituality. And one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time, I started preparing myself to receive this wisdom. If, and even when I received this wisdom, it was like, this is, this is either, wow, okay, this is either true. I was barely even ready to receive it. I could only take it for 20 minutes at a time when I found it. And this is after 10 years of going for the truth and being open-minded. So, um, and, and like I said, it's been lifetimes. But some people like you, like you, can, you have to listen to your DNA um, does it resonate? Does it not? Some people it will resonate. Some people it will not. And remember I said I've lived many, 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 many lifetimes. This is the culmination of all of those lifetimes in preparation to receive this. Um, and so that's what I know to be true. And this is not some, it's called, eventually you get to a point where it's called direct cognition. And what I would say is like the most, uh, it's not like faith. It's direct knowing. Your cellular memory and your DNA is resonating and you got to trust that truth, right? And so, and you learn to trust it because it never fails you. It's your intuitive knowing, your direct cognition. Um, and so, yeah, it's been lifetimes on lifetimes on lifetimes of preparing to receive this. Yeah. And you mentioned something, those lifetimes upon lifetimes upon lifetimes are actually all happening now. Correct. Speak to that. Yeah. So when, uh, if you want to call it any energy from source, it's all source comes in, into this 15th dimensional time matrix. There's what we call a Rishi self, which is the 13, 14, 15th dimension version of us existing right now. Okay. But when it comes into the avatar Christo self, which is uh, 10th, 11th, 12th dimension, it splits into 12 each. So 12 avatar Christo selves all existing simultaneously. And then each avatar Christo splits into 12 oversouls, right? And Jeshua came from the Sananda oversoul family. So that's 12 times 12 is 144. Every oversoul family splits into 12 souls, right? And then every soul becomes on different timelines. It's all happening now. Okay. Uh, three or four different timelines simultaneously, each soul splits in and it comes into this time matrix. And that's 1728 simultaneous selves existing right now. So when Jesus meditated, uh, you know, he was on top of the mountain, he would hit zero point. Right? When you're on zero point, you can communicate with all 1,728 simultaneous selves right now. Right? And so he was receiving downloads. There's no time, only consciousness moving through densities. Right? So when you're at zero point, there's no time. So you can communicate with all consciousnesses simultaneously. Right? And he was seeing, just like the Native American chiefs saw, there's no time. They saw a time of the sixth sun. Just like the Mayan prophecies saw, just like uh, if you want to call it Eckhart Tolle saw a new earth, just like Jesus saw the new Jerusalem. Well, they were all talking about the same thing, tuning into the same, if you want to call it consciousness of a new earth being bored. And that's just like the cycles of time, right? So if you find this wisdom, eternal life wisdom, most likely out of all those 1728, you're leading the way. You're sending them messages. You're literally, because the same way up, the same way you came down is the same way up. So you got to gather all those soul fragments, soul fragments, soul. People are talking about ascension, but there's a specific science to how to ascend. There's a whole, it's a science. Um, and, and then like, where are you going to go? Where there's a lot of different places you can go. Uh, it's not just one place. So people have talked about, I mean, we, we live in now all these stories and myths and the seven year cycle of debt. There's all coded. It's all science. It's all program. People talk about Santa Claus, the Klaus going down the chimney. Someone mentioned that's actually... A representation of, of part of what you're saying from the liquid from our brain to our spine to going down the chimneys and it's like have you heard of this yeah 100 percent. so there's 
Jim Carrey talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's that, that analogy. There's also the whole Christos. There's this guy on YouTube talking about how the spine is the throne of God. Every single part of the brain is an aspect of as within, so without. And if you can understand, like I love Zach Bush, he understands the cell. He understands the whole universe. You understand the brain, you can understand the whole universe. You understand the foot, you can understand the whole universe because it was made in the same image, right? When, when the Bible says God made man in, in the image of God, it's not, a, it's not a guy sitting upstairs like judging you. It's not. It's a mathematical formulation, right? And it's, a, a, you know, according to the eternal life wisdom, it's a base 12 bioregenesis. Every circle, 12 circles is the image that they're talking about is a bandwidth of frequency. It's a dimension. It's a galactic stargate. It's uh, it's so intelligent, right? And so every single thing in nature follows this mathematical formulation. Well, it originally did. Right now in nature, we're following golden mean spiral, Fibonacci sequence, and everything in nature currently follows this. And therefore everything in nature consumes energy to create energy and it usually runs out of energy and dies. But the original intention of source was not because they're, they're following a base 10 mathematical formulation. Nature is right now. Base 12 is a eternal life mathematical ratio where it's connected to source. It spirals out, but it always spirals right back in to never consuming energy to create energy. Therefore, the original intention of source is it, death is inorganic. It was for eternal life. Um, and there was a very specific sequence of how to embody that. How do we lose um, that? How do we lose from this wisdom? that once was here to now where we are today, where the real wisdom has been kept secret, undercover, and, and the corruption that has come in and the, you know, all of the consumerism, like how have we lost our way and how do we return? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so if you look at this wisdom, it'll go through the very, very specific history of what the Bible calls the fall. Um, so uh, there was a group and source allows. For there to be love, there has to be a choice. There's no force in source. For there to be love, there has to be a choice, which means everybody has free will choice. There was a group called the Jehovani Collective long, 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 long time ago. And uh, they decided uh, through a, a series of events um, that they wanted to create their own system, a base 10 system, a system. And it's because they decided to cut themselves off from source. If you cut yourselves off from the source of all energy, right? You got to have energy. To, people have to have energy to survive. So they're going to have to parasite energy from other people. And we're all aware of in our, in our daily lives, right? Uh, you know, there's people who don't have a direct connection to source and they have to go around and, and, and you know, get energy from other people, right? And so same thing with this big collective called the Jehovani Collective from the word that Jehovah comes from, right? So all of these things make sense. And this wisdom explains it all. And so they cut themselves off and then they, they created different feeding tubes, if you want to say, um, to be able to collect energy. Um, and so that was kind of how it all started. Yeah. Okay. This just blew my mind because I've always known this to be true. I've just never had it articulated and explained. Everything you're saying, my body and my nervous system is just a yes. I've learned to listen to this intuitive system. This body is so intelligent. I never knew that. But now it's, it talks. The body talks, right? And so this Jahavani 10, uh, tell me when did this happen? And is that what we know as, as the Illuminati or the secret sex and the, the secret clubs and the Freemason 33 degree? Is, is that part of that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, so there's levels to this. And, uh, you know, um, this wisdom will go through all of the different levels um, and all of that. Um, yeah, but like, uh, you know, it's a, you know, if you want to call it, this system does not follow what is called holarchy, which is the sacred law of one. And this is what I, this is the only law I follow, right? Is that all things come from source. And because they exist as source, they all have value. And they're all, if you want to call it, this is a new system that is forming that is called holarchy. Yeah, we have different roles, but we're all equal. But this system actually follows what is called a hierarchy, right? And at the very, very top of, if you want to call it the Illuminati, it's not even the on-planet. The on-planet are like little minions. It's the off-planet. And this wisdom goes into exactly who they are, where they're located, what they're here to do. And every step down on, on the ladder of the triangle knows less. They know less. They know less. They know less. And then which brings us eventually to, you want to call it, oh, the 0.01%, right? And uh, then they control everybody. Whoever controls the flow of information controls people's perception. Whoever controls people's perception controls the people. And five companies own 90% of the media right now, which can shut down the entire earth in two banking. weeks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Same with banking. So they, 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 they yeah, 100%. They own all that, right? So they, they own all that. And so they can control the flow of information, which controls the people. That's why we're shooting a new podcast, yeah. right? Because education, like to really, like to create new systems, right? Don't fight the system, create a new one. So it's this triangle and like, it, you know, it goes very specifically. It's been building for a long time and they, they let each, it's off planet first. And they let each, and the, the crazy thing is this system does not even care for their own children. They don't care about the next level down. They don't care about the next level down. And so it's a really, it's parasitical. It's parasitical. It's interesting you say it's off planet because this triangle, I imagine, is the triangle on the dollar bill. Yeah, you can go into like specifics about all that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know that this system is what's been running the planet. And the funny thing, religion will call this Satan, right? Satan rolls the day. Satan rules the planet. Speak to that a little bit. Sure. So actually, when you say Satan or Lucifer, there's actually off-planet groups where you can specifically trace where that uh, lineage comes from. They're off-planet beings. And this wisdom goes directly into who they are, where they're from. They're just like, and it's just like Earth has adopted those words, but they have an origin, a root word of an off-planet uh, group, if you want to call it, right? And the Luciferian Rebellion, right? These are all you can trace into history exactly when it happened. And that's why this wisdom was blowing my mind, because I grew up in the church, so these words were familiar, right? Messiah, what does that even mean, Messiah? Where does that word come from? Oh, if you trace it to the original root word, oh, that's where it comes from. It's a scientific Thing where someone begins the processes of embodying their spiritual light bot, their spirit body, which is a, a frequency. What is spirit? Oh, it's a geologic ether radiation on the unmanifest form of creation, which is simultaneously existing right now. Oh, cool. I can call that in through sacred tones for my spirit body to merge with my light body, for my light body to merge with my physical body, therefore beginning the processes of embodying my messiahonic body. But like we've 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 mystified these words. We've created a hierarchy with these words we've created a you know a separation from us and the messiah but in all reality the true message of the christ was you are who you've been looking for and this is the science of how to activate your inner christ because that was the original intention of source we've been thrown so far off path and you look at the council of nicaea when they rewrote the bible it says don't ask these questions don't look at the stars don't look at this right it, it says just follow what the bible says Tell us about, tell us about that, right? Because I was involved in religion for a long time. And when I started to ask questions about, hey, what is the Garden of Eden? 
what is the stake really saying? Like, what does this represent? What are the codes? I was removed from leadership because it wanted me to just be a certain way. Tell us how we lost our path with religion. Yeah. This eternal life wisdom is trying to give the power back to, to the people and say that the Christ is within you. You don't need some entity, middleman between you and God. You don't need to give 10% of your, your money to this middle thing. But then people feel guilt because that's what they've been told. Because they've created a, a set of rules and doctrines that are impossible to follow. Now there's this God that's separate from you. And if you don't follow these impossible set of rules, then you have guilt and shame, which separates you even further. So they're saying, first of all, that this is outside of you, God. It's not, right? That's the number one thing. It's inside of you. God is the energetic infrastructure flowing through all things and all people, which is inside of me. Right. And so they separate you and say, God is this external form, Jehovah, whatever you want to call it. And then they create an impossible set of rules that you cannot follow. And if you break them, they creates this barrier of shame and guilt, even furthering that connection between you and this. And then they say the only way you can do it is if you pay this much money, you can get right if you do this, you know, and so they've created this external barrier. And, uh, you know, I'm not here to condemn religion because if you can find the, the, the golden thread of unconditional love that flows through all, all of religion and just stay there, you know, it can be good for you. But like I'm just saying, generally speaking, they've created God outside of you, created a set of rules and create guilt and shame between you. But this eternal life wisdom is saying, hey, actually, um, the, the power, the force, the Holy Spirit is in you. You don't need no external force. And like, so this wisdom has been attempted to be released to humanity many, 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 many times. You look at the Cathars in France. Why were they murdered? Oh, the church found out they were holding on to this wisdom and preaching a new message, which is gaining steam around people that the true Christ is in you. Oh, boom. What do they do? They go there and they murder them. Oh, okay. The, the Crusades, uh, through the Druids, through there's a, this whole history where this wisdom has been attempted to be released. And uh, the church and politics are always intermingled, literally kill it off, change the record books. All From the, the off-planet yeah. connection. They o have. Always. It, the off-planet is controlling the on-planet, right? So... Um, and, and, and with that being said, though, um, I'm getting the download that this lifetime is the lifetime I feel uh, really very strongly in my heart, in my mind, in my cellular knowing, like you said, that this wisdom is going to get out. And it's going to, you know, for the people who are ready, um, I don't think we're going to be persecuted like, you know, in past, past lifetimes, witches and all these things were at the stake, which brings me, I don't think that this is that. I think we've prepared for that for this lifetime um, and we're safe, we're protected. And with that being said, I'll say, okay, here's the J9, biblical Jesus, right? He grows up, yeah, right? And then at the age of 12, the Bible says absolutely nothing about him, okay? All of a sudden, he disappears at 12. He comes back at 30. He knows what his mission is. He knows how to walk on water. He knows who his disciples are. And he doesn't choose church boys. He chooses tatted up cussing fishermen, right? And then, uh, and then he starts going to the temple, that the church he grew up in, he starts preaching a new message. And the only people he ever criticizes is the church pastors he grew up with, you brood of vipers, you, you don't like, <laughs> what do you got? And then like, and then like Nicodemus, who's a church pastor comes to him at night because he doesn't want to be seen and knocks. And he says, bro, you, I'm like trying to talk to you about heavenly things, but like, I'm talking about earthly things. You don't even understand what I'm talking about now. And then the very church he grew up with because he's preaching a new message, actually, according to the Bible, kills him because of this new message. Well, what was he talking about? You are the Christ. Let's take power away from the other people, from the church, right? What was his message? Why did he choose? He was hanging out with homeless people, prostitutes, you know, the people, right? Anywhere the people were open to receive this message, that's where he was going. 
And so you start to really, really ask the questions like you did. And the question that I started asking was, what did Jesus really do from 12 to 30? Oh, there's records of him in India. Oh, there's records of him in Tibet. Same thing that we're doing, learning yoga, learning from the master, studying ancient wisdom, going on the Himalayas, meditating, uh, doing all these things. And then he self-realized his 12th strand of DNA, his 9th strand of DNA activated, and he started remembering cellular memory. Potentially psychedelics. We psychedelics have been here since the dawn of time. Right. The immortality key. They, that, that psychedelic wine, the Last Supper, was it wine or was it spiked with psychedelic wine? Yeah. So, so, so how, does, how does psychedelics play a part in this raising of consciousness? Um, once you know, you cannot not know. Right. And so in these ceremonies, people are, um, the greatest lie we're told to humanity, we're 3D, 3D, false, we're multidimensional. And once you know, you cannot not know. So once you know death is inorganic, it's not real, then you can start to live. Once you know I'm multidimensional, once I know I'm love, you cannot not know. Once you know, and so these psychedelics have the ability, if done in the right set setting and intention in the right environment, to literally help people remember uh, a multidimensional aspect of themselves. I mean, we're talking about healing 100 years of trauma in four hours, right? We're talking about the future of mental health, but I think it's important. Anything can be used good or bad. It's really about the intention and how you use it. So, and also I wanna say like with this psychedelic renaissance, if you keep doing high frequency, high frequency, high frequency, you're, you're literally tuning into your upper strand of DNA. If you keep doing that without integrating it, the higher frequency upper strand of DNA can crush the lower strand of DNA, causing molecular impacts and causing ascension to be impossible. So I don't recommend it all the time, but I do recommend like, you know, it can be healing. It can help you remember who you are. It can help you wake up. And once you know, you cannot not know. You are a board certified psychiatrist. You're a doctor. You've spent over a decade in school. Before that, you were diagnosed with several different types of labels. You call them transition states of consciousness. Talk to us about what a transition state of consciousness is. Because right now we hear it as depression, anxiety, oh, I'm suicidal, I, I have a manic episode. But you see those as transitional states of consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've been through like, you know, three or four major depressive episodes. And every single time, for example, if your inner heart is telling you, your intuition is telling you, this relationship is not for you. And I continue to be in this relationship. Every single day, I'm quieting that voice of my intuitive knowing, and I'm falling into like a, a deeper state of, if you want to call it, disresonance with my soul, with my higher self. And when I'm not resonant with my higher soul, which is a high frequency, I start to fall into, if you want to call it, this uh, feeling and knowing that I'm not on my soul path, I'm not on my purpose, I'm, I'm continuing to do something because of programming and not because of my truth. And so I'm not free. And in that state, I have to like literally go into hit rock bottom because if every day I do that, I'm lowering my frequency, right? I'm disconnected from my soul. Um, and so every time I lower my frequency, eventually when I hit rock bottom, sometimes I'm forced to take a look. What is it that is serving me? What is it that is not serving me, right? And then uh, from that place, I have to disconnect from the people, the music, because everything's frequency, from the frequency of certain things, certain people, certain programs, certain thoughts, certain beliefs that are no longer serving me. And then when I disconnect from all of those things, man, I feel alone because I'm literally like in the dark night of the soul. I'm, I feel like I'm alone because I've just disconnected from all these different things. But it's only in that place then, I, you, in order for something new to materialize, something must first dematerialize. I have to create space for that. So in that place, then I can start plugging into new ways of thinking, new programs, new types of food, 
new things. And then it becomes a transition state in consciousness where I had to go down one step, but then I'm going up two steps. I had to create that space and I had to, you know, literally look at myself. Then I can transition to a higher level of consciousness. You just explained the science of hitting rock bottom. So damn. It's one perspective. Dude, yeah. because you're you're right. You're not listening to your soul path, your intuition. So you're slowly quieting it, slowly settling. You know, they call it settling. But next thing you know, you know, then the voices get louder. And then it's like, oh, I got to take a pill for that. I got to take more food for that. You know, porn, whatever people reach for. Right. And then people, some people take their own life. Some people just, you know, they, they think that this is the end when really it's just a transition state of consciousness to find your soul path. That's it, brother. You got it, man. Yeah, you explained it perfectly. Man, well, thank you for helping me see that. Because, yeah, thank you, brother, for explaining it. And you said you said something that you know, you know, being in healthcare, I I went to rehab when I was seventeen, spent two decades, you know, in the sobriety recovery, um, you know, kind of strong arming to stay sober, and and it kind of became my identity, you know, um, because of drugs were such a um, powerful part of my past, you know, that caused so much damage. So when I found plant medicine, it was exactly this transition state of consciousness. Like I, I was in a relationship, I was in a field working in recovery, watching 95% of people relapse the revolving door, uh, psychiatrists just providing shots and, and pills to quiet them down. And I, and I, and I saw so many people die that were close to me. And then I was in a business and in an industry making money right? A life off of this industry that I knew wasn't working. So three and a half years ago, you know, I had owned four treatment centers at the time. We had 65 employees and, and I was, I was hitting rock bottom because I wasn't listening to my soul that this wasn't right. And also in a relationship that wasn't what my soul was telling me to do. So then I find myself after judging plant medicine and psychedelics for, for so long and just telling people to get sober, come to a treatment center, you know, do this 12 steps. It was my religion because I was, you know, I was in religion years ago and this AA became another religion that I held on to, another belief system. But then I wound up in the jungle in Peru sitting with medicine and going through my new soul path, my new life, like listening to my soul. And so that was three and a half years ago and you explained it so beautifully to understand what I went. Now I understand deeper what I went through. And, you know, now with this mental health, right, I, I did not want to go back to the treatment centers and addiction and mental health, but it's always been a calling that I was meant to help people heal, to help people awaken, to help people remember, right? When you and I first met, it was a, such a resonance of that brotherhood and that mission. So then I was shown to create you know, within center, you know, psychedelic therapy, integration, community, connection, love, healing, belonging. What do you see as far as the new paradigm for mental health? Because obviously it's really broken right now. You know, so that leads me to this new paradigm of mental health, right? Um, we know that the old system is broken. People are revolving door, 95% relapse rate. People are getting on medication after medication after medication. People are dying early. Obesity. I mean, you can we can keep going, right? You know, where does psychedelics play in this new mental health paradigm? And, and where do you think we're going in this new paradigm for mental health? Yeah, I love that question. Um, what I really see and visualize and intend and feel and pray for is little centers, little cities of light. Uh, with little within centers all around in the Western system. And also, if you want to call it conscious communities popping up all over 
sustainable cities with high frequency water, with all of the technologies, the technology is already here. So the technology to treat every single mental health condition is already here. And so those who love peace must learn how to collaborate and communicate better than those who love war. So I love that within is what you call it. And so the key though, I in illness, I when replaced with we, illness becomes wellness. So these centers, these little centers all around popping up, little ketamine clinics popping up, but like with all the other technologies there as well and building community, building tribe, because when someone feels like they belong, even one person, I mean, I've seen people, they fall in love, they feel like they belong, there goes suicidal ideation in one night, gone. All they need it, and what is love? Love is the cohesive power of the universe. It's what keeps people standing together, their cells together, their families together. In one ceremony, literally my brother was shown that love was literally the backbone of every single thing, holding the cells together, holding the universe together, holding the stars together, holding our mental health system together. So wellness is when we have community and safe places for people to come. And you talk about like addiction treatment. We already have the treatment. Tesla and Einstein said the future of medicine is frequency. You mentioned like 95%. They'll go to the addiction wellness center. They'll get the 12 steps, but they're coming back out because they're not addressing the root cause. So I see a system that addresses the root cause. And the, the, the root cause of addiction, you know, Gabor says, Gabor Mate, don't ask what is the uh, addiction, ask what is the trauma. But what is the trauma? You treat the trauma, you heal the addiction, but how do you heal the trauma? It's an invisible entity that is attached in the invisible world. And therefore people will cycle in and out and in and out of addiction centers because they're not treating the root cause. And Tesla and Einstein said the future of medicine is frequency. So we have frequency machines now that can literally do painless exorcisms, release the attached entity, heal the trauma with psychedelics and different types of things. I mean, we're seeing like, you know, 40 years of trauma can be processed and then they got to be integrated. So we have the technology. So I see us, I see um, consciousness coming to a place where we realize we are a team, we're in this together and we create a new system that has energy channels that can flow where every, it's abundant. Abundance is a vibration and little centers partnering, coming up, all the technologies where all of our children grow up on free land with uh, you know, access to mental health care that really, really works. And we're in the process of creating this. We're already doing it. I love that you said, you know, high frequency of water. We get our water from a live water. And my accountant was like, what the heck are you spending so much money on water for? And I'm like, it's a non-negotiable. Like we're, it's, it's, it's not only high frequency water, but the intention behind everything, yeah. right? You know, I want, I want bird feeders to have the food, to have the birds. I want to bring, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's everything done with high level intention. That's it, brother. I mean, so Samuel, let's just get real. So many people, like you said, have been murdered and so many waves have been suppressed. Why is this time, right? When obviously the, they have more control. There's more control than ever before, more secrecy than ever before, right? Right before JFK got assassinated, he had let us know his last talk. He was saying, there are secret societies. Everything is done and hidden in secret with symbols. And, you know, it's, it's leading it like the, the, Ameri the, the, the people astray. Boom, he's gone. I mean, why this time? Why is this time going to be the, the, the time that it's going to be allowed? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I like to think about it in, in science, right? Because um, everything is frequency, right? And uh, we just went through a really, really dark period, JFK, all that. But now we've got 
Bobby, Bobby Kennedy, right? And so the Schumann resonance, there's cycles, right? And so in India, they call it 25,500 years something cycles, right? Um, and, uh, uh, you know, everything is cycles, but it's actually the eternal life is, is 26,000 something year cycles. And according to this cycle, we're entering into a new cycle. Some people call it the golden era. Some people call it the age of Aquarius. Call it what you may, but the frequency of Mother Earth, the Schumann resonance of Mother Earth, the core frequency, the heartbeat of Mother Earth is on a return cycle to source, which means the frequency of Mother Earth, therefore everything living on Mother Earth is increasing. Now, what does higher frequency do? Higher frequency entrains lower vibrations. So let's just say that the frequency of Mother Earth and everything living on it is increasing. Eventually, it's going to get to a place, right? Because what is not true is a frequency. But what is true is a higher frequency than what is not true. So all these systems that are operating on fear, hierarchy, and all these different things, eventually the frequency of Mother Earth is going to increase to the point, according to the time cycles, where it's going to literally, truth, higher frequency will reveal hold on, this frequency is not operating on new earth, you know, uh, so, you know, light exposes darkness. That's all it does, right? So higher frequency. So with that being said, everybody's higher self is going to come online and they're going to be able to clearly see that, hold on, these systems are no longer serving us. And once you know, you cannot not know. And then at that point, everybody, because free will choice is the greatest gift ever given to humanity, right? So then everybody's going to have a choice. Do I want to continue to operate on systems that no longer serve humanity, and I'm aware of this, right? Or do I want to uh, oscillate into new earth systems that are based on transparency, respect, unity, trust, heart, that, you know, that are, that are oscill oscillating with Mother Earth into, if you want to call it, a massive timeline shift into what people call the new earth, New Jerusalem, Zion, whatever you want to call it, right? And there's a very specific science as to how this happens, and it all has to do with frequency, right? So, and, and then I won't even mention what's going to happen to the people who, there's going to be a polarization of frequency and everybody gets a choice. But man, isn't it interesting how this, uh, that you said it's cycles. So does that mean that it's one big simulation? Yeah. I mean, you can call it a, a one big hologram, right? Um, it's all source. It's all source. And there's very specific physics as to how source downsteps in consciousness Scientists right now only know about, oh, the God particle, way, 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 way before that, right? There's a source particle. Source particle becomes scallions. Scallions become into like little morphogenetic fields. He's more, then God said, let there be light. And what was the original sound? What is that? K-R-Y-S-T, Christ. That's where the word Christ comes from. Allah. That's where the word Allah comes from. Christala, which according to this wisdom is the first sound tones audible sound tones ever spoken, right? And why are Muslims and Christians fighting themselves when they come from the same word, right? And then, so the truth will set you free. And then from the sound comes, if you want to call it light, right? So sound becomes light and light becomes, so it's get, consciousness gets more and more dense as it downsteps in consciousness. And then it's very specific physics. And earth is, according to my understanding, one of the most dense places where we come to experience polarization because we love source so much, we wanted to understand everything about source, exactly. And this is where we learn about source uh, in what appears to be duality. It appears to be yeah, duality. Yeah. But you know, once we remember, we realize it's just all things flow from source. All things return to source. I was in, dude, this is making so much sense. And what a beautiful honor and privilege and, and just a sacred honor that I get to not only know you, but I get to be a friend, a brother, 
a partner, and we get to be fathers together. It's such an honor to have you here, man. Honor is mine, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Like, literally, it's a joy to ride together again. How can people find yeah. you? How can people find me? Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, okay, uh, through... Uh, You're hard to be found, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. They, they, they you usually... got to seek to find yeah, Samuel, just so uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm entering into a stage where it'll be easier to find me. But, um, yeah, uh, a Transcendence Mental Health is, our, uh, you know, the website. Uh, and I'm, I guess I'm on Instagram as the spiritual psychiatrist. How fitting. Yeah. All right. That's how you can find Dr. Samuel Lee. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, it's an honor, brother. It's an honor, brother. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on the Going Within podcast. The Going Within podcast is sponsored by Within Center. Within is a ceremonial psychedelic assisted wellness center in the heart of Austin, Texas. Discover more about our transformative practices at within.center. If you enjoyed this episode, we kindly invite you to follow us and share your thoughts with a review. Going Within is hosted by David Naylor, production led by Patrick Stanger, and filming and production by Rare Media. Please note the statements made on Going Within have not undergone evaluation by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. At Within, we strongly recommend consulting your healthcare provider for personalized guidance on the diagnosis and treatment of any disease or condition.